Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 3 of the Brace Football Podcast. Unfortunately, due to unforeseen circumstances, we couldn't make an episode last week, but man, it feels good to be back. If you don't know already, my name is Kiran Rao. And this is Shaman Deshpande. And this time, we're thinking of doing something a bit different. So, it's not going to be the usual uh, match analysis, you know, with all the numbers and the stats and the minutes and things like that. It's just going to be straightforward, you know, the, a few main talking points and sort of just give you a general view of what happened this week. Sounds good? Yeah, definitely. I mean, hopefully you guys will let us know in the comments what you think and we'll adjust going forward based on what you guys say. Let's start off with the first game of the midweek fixtures where the challengers are taking on the champions with PSG playing against Real Madrid. Shamant, we knew that Neymar wouldn't be able to take part in this match due to the injury he got against Marseille, but how did that really affect this PSG team in this game? Yeah, his absence was a huge loss for this PSG side. You know, much of their drive in this Champions League campaign has really been just the acquisition of Neymar for, you know, the world record feat of 220 million euros. And if he's not there, things get a bit complicated. So they are make a few changes to their team uh, with of course uh, Di Maria coming in to fill his role. And to be honest, he was really good, but somehow his crosses from the wing weren't really connecting uh, to the striker Cavani. Yeah, I mean, we all know that Cavani is one of those strikers that really has to get a few chances under his belt to really make an impact in this game and in the type in this type of situation where PSG really had to take advantage of those chances and score early on, it really wasn't clicking between those two. You know, but things did get a bit better when Di Maria sort of switched to a more central role with uh, Dani Alves spraying the balls from the right wing and that was when PSG sort of looked a bit uh, you know slightly uh, attacking and more threatening but it just didn't really work out because Zidane in Europe Real Madrid in Europe are like completely different you know he's been under fire for not doing that well in La Liga but man in Europe these guys are just amazing right Yeah Zidane is like a really interesting case because he's actually one of the few times where a player has gone into management and has done really well in recent history. I mean the fact that he kind of took the time to manage the Castilla and then go up to the Real Madrid first team is something that's really applaudable and I feel like he's garnered the respect of these superstars and more than anything he's able to manage these personalities in the dressing room really well to get the most out of them in the biggest stage. Yeah, there's a lot of big personalities in that dressing room, you know. And he is in the real sense a a true manager, you know, not the, not a coach but a manager. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's able to kind of manage those big heads like Ronaldo and Bale to a certain extent, but he's also bringing in like younger talents like Asensio and Lucas Vazquez and they're all kind of assimilating into this really powerful side. Yeah, definitely. And uh, even if things don't go that well in La Liga, which I think that's that's going to happen. You know, in Europe, a win, a Champions League uh, trophy is is a really good thing, right? I mean. Yeah, I mean, Real Madrid have kind of built their legacy upon doing so well in Europe and 
I'm sure they wouldn't mind、um, missing out on the La Liga title this year if they can kind of win the Champions League this time for the third time running, which would be absolutely ludicrous. Yeah, third time running. That is just amazing. How many teams have been able to do that? No one. Yeah. Yeah, that would be something very special.、Yeah. But what about this PSG side? Ah,、huh? what what what's going to happen with them now after spending? Tons and tons of money on just two players, okay, and that on two players, you know, they spend the sort of money that other clubs spend, you know, for like maybe seven players. And what 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 what's next for them? Yeah, they've been spending an outrageous amount of money, and to be honest, in the beginning of the season, I thought they had a pretty good chance. Um, I thought the magic with Neymar would have actually helped them. Unfortunately, he wasn't there for this game, but. When looking at this PSG team, I find so many problems all over the place.、Um, there's issues with the the imbalance in the side, where their midfield isn't really able to connect their somewhat spotty defense with a weird attack, and they also have this aging spine of players that they've really re- relied on re- in recent times. And I don't know, it's just all over the place. Shaman, what's your take on it? Yeah, you know, just adding to that,、um, this is probably the first time, you know, they're all playing together as as you know, like a group, and、uh, maybe you know things might just get better fr- from from now on. This was this was probably their、uh, sort of test run, just to see how things are working out, and now they know what the problems are. Like you said, you know, there's no connection. There's It just—it's just all like individuals, really good individuals, but no unity and no, no connection. Yeah, and you know, next season maybe something might happen, something different might happen, and there might be more sort of gelling and things like that. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we just spoke about a manager that did really well in kind of bringing all those players together. So, do you think it could be just a matter of changing that manager? I mean. Unai Emery did have a good run with Sevilla in the Europa League, but unfortunately, he couldn't bring that on into the Champions League. Um, yeah, but, you know, Sevilla Europa League—that's that's a bit different, you know, because、uh, this this is completely like out of the world. The amount of money spent and、uh, owners sort of expect like fast results and just you know quick results. It just Because after spending so much, you know, it's a no-brainer to be honest. But actually, it is difficult. And you know, maybe you're right. Unai Emery isn't the right person for this job. There's got to be a more dynamic, sort of more confident, more established、uh, manager to be handling such a big, big and expensive team. The rumors are also saying that you know he's going to be sacked. And if you think in terms of In the in the perspective of the owners, I think that is a pretty good option. You know, you have Carlo Ancelotti available. You have Luis Enrique.、Um, you have Thomas Tuchel. Maybe you know, it's it's all it's all out there. You know, bunch of established managers who have won something、um, with big teams, right? Big teams. You know, because Unai Emery has won quite a few Europa leagues, to be honest. And you know, yeah, I think that is the the course that things are gonna. Yeah, maybe even an、uh, Antonio Conte would really、uh, fit in well at this PSG side. I just no, that is not going to happen. That would be <laughs> a huge loss for Chelsea, and、uh, 
you know but if if that does happen you're going to see psg winning a lot of trophies that's for sure because he is a really good manager definitely really backing your man there so i appreciate that <laughs> and now moving on to a match i was probably more open than this one spurs versus juventus now this was sitting right on the fence because spurs with the two away goals and juventus with of course the two home goals and it was a draw and this one had much more entertainment than PSG was Real Madrid. Yeah, definitely. I mean, these two teams really picked up where they left off in Turin and they it had such a great intensity between the two sides. There was counterattacks going back and forth and Juventus really kind of soaking up that pressure from Spurs, but they also had a few good chances themselves and overall it was a great tie. Yeah, you Spurs, you know, they went right at it in the beginning and that that sort of uh, put Juventus they were they were surprised actually because they probably did not expect Spurs to just attack right away because it was Juventus's job to do that you know if things stayed that that way it would be Spurs going through the last eight but uh, there's a great start by Spurs and um, yeah i mean you Spurs did well to kind of get in front that first in that first part of the game um but Juventus didn't really seem like they got a grasp of that game in the in the beginning um they were just kind of like soaking up that pressure and there wasn't really that cohesion cohesion between the whole team going forward um they also they definitely had a great bit of dedication kind of getting behind the ball and blocking some shots but yeah until that substitution that Allegri made um Spurs looked really comfortable yeah um that substitution you're talking about that three at the back was really stretched and you would often see Spurs you know just just going right past it it had a huge gaping hole right you know right there and uh, spurs made good use of it but that tactical substitution that was that was just amazing yeah for sure i mean um for allegri to take time at the 60th minute i feel like it was perfect i mean most of the time we see managers making the decisions too late kind of giving too much trust in their players but he really identified that weakness yeah. and he realized that Wembley is a huge pitch and that those three were really having a tough time so making that change was absolutely fantastic and it showed i mean right after making that substitution in 10 minutes Juventus were back up and winning the tie in overall 4-3 yeah um it was so compact when they switched that four you know it just looked so different and going up front to you know, they were completely different they did not let spurs get through their uh, their backline and it was, it was it was a good match for for allegri to be honest you know he did really well yeah you're right i mean from a spurs perspective it was kind of unfortunate i mean and we've kind of seen this problem in premier league sides a lot this season um they have a really high intensity and they look really good in the beginning but they have this period in the second half where they just kind of lose concentration and they let the game kind of slip out of their hands yeah concentration that you know that that's something these premier league team lack you know apart from maybe city who who just start really well and they continue that but you know the other teams like you said they just have a lapse in concentration and then it's it's over you know uh european sides are completely different you know they they've been doing this for years and they know what it takes to win matches you, know, you just need that small 
you know loss in focus and, and then they right at it they score and then they back and uh, that's that's what really happened um, now you know spurs are they are they that side that sort of always put the pressure and then nothing happens you know yeah it's really unfortunate for the spurs side i mean they're almost they're slowly starting to become the nearly men and yeah it's it's really sad because they they play some amazing football and they deserve so much more but with the way things are going they can never get that final result mm. do you think that's due to their lack of experience or maybe it's just the personnel or where do you think the spurs side is going wrong no the personnel i don't think so because this is probably one of the most talented first 11 in the premier league you know the those players young you know dynamic and just so good uh, i think it is a lack of experience uh, these lack that 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 something you know that pushes you you know through the end that's not there and uh, you know me how many times are you going to say this you know they can do better next time they can do better next time you know they have the experience now but just not happening you know maybe introduction of a few big trophy winners could change things but like like always you got to see what happens that's it yeah that's exactly what i was thinking i mean they're in a weird paradox where they need to win things to gain more experience but with their young squad that they're doing so well and they they don't really have the space for someone who would be as experienced maybe not have the legs to really fit into the spurs side so yeah it's real interesting to see where that goes yeah and also you know uh, they're a really good attacking side but uh, what most teams lack and what it really takes to win trophies is having a really good defensive line and you can see that with you know a lot of teams a lot of win- winning teams right their defense is top you know there's there's absolutely no you know holes or anything of that sort it's it's really top notch and that's what gets them through and you know wins them trophies and you look at any winner you know i think one of the best ones is uh, chelsea 2012 they were so bad up front you know it was <laughs> it was it was you know they were not the team that anyone expected to win it but defensively they were solid and they and won them a champions league trophy so defensively if if spurs change you know things because that that back line is a bit old to be honest and not that experience there i think many of them are 30 plus but they haven't won anything and you look at you went to side you know look at those players they won almost everything you know and uh, that's experience right there so if defensively you get better i think you can expect spurs to do well Yeah, I'm sure there was a uh, no bias in any of the examples that you presented <laughs> over there. No, you know that but, it was a good example. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I did not expect Chelsea to win in 2012. Yeah, to be fair, it was a it was a good it was a good plan that they had in 2012, but yeah. um you're right. This backline, they've had a few injury problems too. I mean, Alderweireld is one of my favorite center backs in the Premier League, but unfortunately he hasn't really had the consistency that really would have helped the Spurs team in these kind of situations. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, that was that for this week. A great week we all had. Some really good matches. 
and it was really fun doing this and uh, this is what it's about you know some really good matches and just talk about it and uh, you know another thing i have to mention we are on itunes which is a huge thing you know check us out on itunes all the links will be available in the description youtube soundcloud of course facebook yeah guys make sure to like comment and subscribe wherever you listen to the brace and make sure to come back next week we have a huge episode where liverpool take on united so there definitely be some great talking points there yeah that premier league next week uh, is going to be super fun uh, some really good matches and uh, well that's it i think so see you next week